0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Mike Normant about shifting self-limiting attitudes and behaviors through self-coaching. Mike Normant, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations podcast.
1: It's great to be here, John. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm so thrilled to have the chance to talk with you today, and it was fun chatting in the pre-interview, just getting to know you a little bit better as we were trying to orient ourselves and figure out, you know, exactly what we wanted our focus to be during this episode. You have a long Career uh, of doing a lot of really cool and amazing things. I'll share your your bio here in just a moment. Um, but we decided that we'd focus today on self coaching. You do a lot of executive coaching. Uh, you know, listeners have heard us talk about that on the podcast many times. Lots of people do um, various types of coaching. But this idea of self coaching is really an interesting idea, uh, pretty innovative, and it's one that I know you're very passionate about. You know, how do you help people um, shift? their self-limiting behaviors and beliefs? How do you help them uh, take ownership for their own development? Uh, And so this idea of self-coaching is what we're going going to explore. As we get started, I wanted to share Mike's bio with everybody. Mike Normant is an author, executive coach, and leadership trainer with a 25-year corporate career that included running global learning and development at both eBay and ServiceSource. He is also the creator of Coach Yourself Up, a training program that teaches self-coaching skills to help individuals make lasting behavior changes in support of their career and life goals. Following his own personal transformation, Mike created this program in service of his purpose to help as many people as possible achieve more of their potential through heightened self-awareness. Uh, and what an important purpose and goal! Uh, it's beautiful. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background before we launch on in?
1: No, that's great, John. I I think you covered it.
0: Okay, well, very good. So let's start with some some definitions here. Uh, again, you, you are a self proclaimed self coaching guru, so to speak. Um, what is this idea of self coaching, and how did this idea come to you?
1: Yeah, I uh, about. 10 years ago, John, life threw me a number of curveballs, including the passing of my mom, whom I was very close to. And that led me to push pause on my career uh, and take a break. And during that time, and it wasn't planned as I went into that break, I ended up doing a lot of personal growth work. And it was transformative for me, it literally changed my life. And being the flaming extrovert that I am, I told everyone about this and how powerful it was for me. And yeah, given my learning and development background, people said, Mike, you should create a program to help others tap into this experience. And what happened, I put together the the idea for this training program. And as I was pitching it to prospects, I'd find myself at the end of the pitch saying, essentially, I'm teaching people how to coach themselves. And that sounded weird. <laughs> and, and I, I went and looked up self coaching on the internet. Am I crazy? And there were a few people out there talking about that idea. It wasn't quite into the corporate space yet. But I said, Okay, there's, I'm not the first crazy person to think this. And so I ran with it. And um, yeah, as you as, as it says in the bio, the, the idea of self coaching is learning more about yourself to be able to work with and on yourself, to shift behaviors, thought patterns, to, to move toward that better person that you aspire to be. Well, that's, that's beautiful.
0: And you know, I think about you know, outside of the corporate realm, uh, for example, um, when people work with like a life coach, or maybe people go to a therapist, uh, what, what do the best coaches do? What do the best therapists do? They ask questions that get the individual to go through the self-reflective, introspective process Mm -hmm. and then kind of come to their own conclusions. Um, And and in fact, you know, in in therapy, it's it's part of the code of conduct and kind of the ethical code of therapists is you're not supposed to be asking guiding questions. You're not supposed to be offering solutions. The whole point is that you are facilitating and helping people uh, arrive there through that through this uh, self-reflective process. And so it seems completely natural to me that this would also be an approach that could be really effective in a corporate setting. Um, And if for no other reason, then we we can't get an executive coach for everybody. Um, You know, the resources are limited, there's scarcity and, uh, you know, just time and attention and everything. It's, we're not going to reach everybody through executive coaching, but if we can teach the principles of self-coaching and and empower people to take ownership over their own uh, self-awareness, their own uh, development, and, and like I said in the introduction, you know, getting past those um, those behaviors and those those thoughts, the the limiting behaviors and thoughts that hold us back. If we can empower that, uh, then we can reach. I mean, there's really no limit to how many people we can reach and how many people we can positively impact the lives that we, that we can change. And ultimately that, you know, that will trickle up into the organization as a whole and help the organization to be more effective. Yeah. You're, you're preaching to the choir, John. I, I completely agree with you. So let's uh, explore just a little bit more Then we'll dig into this. What is it that makes you believe that you are your own most important coach, Uh, You've, you talked about this a little bit already um, for, you know, in terms of the motivation for self-coaching, but again, that probably does sound a little bit strange to people, um, Mm -hmm. especially if Mm -hmm. anyone has gone to an executive coach in the past, Uh, but building off of what you and I have already said, why, why am I my best coach and how do I start to, to unlock,
1: unleash, you know, that,
0: that potential?
1: Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it's interesting as I've had other coaches, John, say, oh, my gosh, you're going to put coaches out of business, (laughs) right? What is it? And and absolutely not. In fact, I think the opposite is true. I think that the more that people start to understand what coaching is and start to think about how, as, as you said, start to be more reflective and pay more attention to themselves they will appreciate and understand the value even that much more of, of coaches um, and, the, and the power of having a third person or, an ob- sorry, an objective neutral party to, to work with in that capacity. However, as you said, not all of us are going to have the luxury of getting to have that. And so short of that, I think learning to work with oneself is, is really important. And let me ask you a quick question on the path to answering your question, which is, who do you talk to more than anybody else?
0: I mean, that's, that's an interesting question and maybe I'm admitting um, something that makes me seem weird, but I talk to myself the most, right? Um, you know, I talk to my spouse and then I talk to myself really even more than my spouse. I walk my dogs, I'm either in my mind or literally verbally out loud talking to myself um, as I'm you know, going about my day uh, or out with myself in nature or whatever.
1: Yeah no you're you're not weird and in fact I'm always a little nervous when I ask that question cuz a lot of people don't recognize that yeah we talk to ourselves more than anybody else and you know you said you do it sometimes out loud so do I but I'm more talking about that inner self talk that's going on all the time and you know maybe that's a little bit extreme but a lot of the time And for a lot of people, they don't even it's so present that it's almost like it's it's not there. And and for any of your listeners out there who are thinking to themselves right now, I don't know what he's talking about. That's the self-talk I'm talking about. And so this idea that, hey, we're talking to ourselves all the time. And if you're like me, John, and I think a lot of people out there, some of that self-talk is not all that productive. Um, the inner critic can run amok, and we can beat ourselves up. And it just it, it's counterproductive, it inhibits us. And so this notion of starting to pay more attention to that self talk, starting to put some more intentionality into it. And, and just imagine putting a little bit of a coaching flavor into some of those conversations, where you're encouraging yourself, you're challenging yourself, you're looking to challenge yourself to see things through different perspectives and and so yeah if it's it's just you're there all the time and that's one of the other things i sort of jokingly say is you know with you as your own coach you always have access (laughs) 24 7 anytime anywhere you can find your coach and i suppose it it does depend on
0: our comfort level with acknowledging that know i am the person i talk to the most um whether it's in my head or or out loud and that you know i'm present with myself and that that really does make a lot of people incredibly uncomfortable um to even really entertain that notion but if you can get past that discomfort and just recognize that yeah that like there's a lot of strength and power that just comes through mindfulness and self-reflection um that will help you work through things and and certainly you know, everyone has to deal with stuff, and some people have to deal with more stuff than others. And sometimes it's, you know, we try to escape and we try to get away from having to dwell on or think about things that we know are going to be painful or hard. Uh, and, and I get all of that. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why people go to therapy so they can get help in processing and, and figure out, you know, a, a healthy path forward. Um, I, I think what we're suggesting is just kind of building on that. And that is, again, I, I can through my self-talk, um, if I, if I get trained the right way, so I know how to do it effectively. So I'm not just dwelling on the negative ruminating endlessly, um, and really reinforcing, you know, the, the negative self-talk, uh, the limiting attitudes and behaviors. Uh, if, if I can learn how to do that and then just build that into my daily practice, um, you know, I'm, I'm, Going to be in a much better place to thrive as an individual. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a much better partner, you know, to my spouse. Uh, I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better coworker with my team. Uh, Ultimately, I'm I'm going to be able to be more present and uh, effective in the organizations where I work. And it's it's just going to be a win 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 for everyone. So everyone, you know, is going to benefit from this. And you don't have to have like some huge childhood trauma to benefit from this. You don't have to. Um, being an executive or in a senior leadership position to benefit from this, everyone can benefit from this.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. I um, created this, this program, Coach Yourself Up uh, with everyone in mind. Uh, As you said at the top, my purpose is to help as many people as possible achieve more of their potential through heightened self-awareness. And, you know, just using my own experience, you know, when I was 47 and with a deep background in learning and development, I thought I was really self-aware and come to find out that there were a lot of things that I didn't know about myself. And to your point about people getting comfortable with the idea that they're talking to themselves and that kind of thing, what's interesting is my experience to date has been that people seem to just roll right into that and they sort of yeah you're right that is happening that and and there's something about um seeing other people having the same experience and acknowledging and 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 that and you know people you know you you know people are out there talking about the imposter syndrome and right there this this is becoming more and more mainstream as far as you know people being more comfortable being vulnerable and at the same time there's still a large swath of the population that isn't in the space or ready for that kind of thing. And, and I honor that. And I, my belief is people will come to this at the right time. Um, You know, when I, when I'm talking to companies about this, John, I'm, I'm always trying to emphasize that this should be opt-in. Don't make this a mandatory, Hey, we're going to, we're going to help you become more self-aware. And oftentimes the, you know, people sort of say that, The people that could most benefit from this are often the ones that least think they need to do this, but trying to force somebody into this just doesn't work. And so take the people that embrace it, let them have the positive experience, let the word of mouth start to get to other folks. And they say, wow, Bill seems to really have gotten a lot out of this. I I, I might want to check this out. Right. But yes, let's Get those folks who are open to it. And let's see if that starts opening more doors for more people to be curious to see what's there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. And I mean, generally speaking, kind of forcing people into any sort of change usually isn't going to end well. So whether you're Mm -hmm. talking about, systems change you know some some sort of organizational change at work where you're talking about personal development personal change like forcing people into it is is usually not going to work you need to develop buy-in to drive commitment and and people need to be self-motivated to 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 learn and grow in that way and so um i think you're absolutely right as people see the benefits and then they see those around them also experiencing the benefits you'll it'll spread, it'll, you know, more people will want to, um, to, to practice these types of approaches. Um, so we've, we've kind of touched on a little bit the the idea of these self-limiting attitudes and behaviors, um, maybe we could talk a little bit more about managing attention, uh, in relation to this. So, you know, it's important component to self-coaching, of course, uh, how and why, I guess, is, is that important, or how does that align with other mindfulness practices? How can we, we build that in to, to help us increase our self-awareness so that we can start to disrupt those negative self-limiting attitudes that then influence self-limiting behaviors. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, bluer than indigo leadership, the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues, to have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, and explore those ordinary everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life.
1: Yeah, you, you know, man- managing attention is something I, I sort of backed into as I was designing this program. And what I knew. And, you know, I had just recently completed my executive coaching certification. And one of the things that I learned was the importance of having your clients self-observe to, you know, to, to pay attention to themselves, to start to learn more about their patterns. And so I knew that a key piece of self-coaching was going to be self-observation. And as I was thinking about that, it, dawned on me that in order to pay attention to myself, I need to be pretty good at paying attention in general. <laughs> and, and so knowing the state of the world and the state of the craziness, the, the, the distractions, the being pulled in a thousand directions, right. And this is pre COVID right L- layer COVID on top of that. And, and it's, and it's just two or three X what it used to be as far as being able to, 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 focus your attention to manage your attention. So I put that into the to the model as as a step one, let's help people and I've got some great content that I learned from one of my teachers, that people will literally learn to see their attention differently. You know, if you ask somebody, hey, pay attention to your attention, that is, that's an odd thing. Like, I, what does that even mean? And yet, as you start to do that, we start to realize, a couple of interesting things. Um, one is that our attention moves around, and it's moving around all the time. And if we're really paying attention to it, we start to recognize that our attention moves with or without us, right, it moves with or without my conscious involvement. And at one level, John, that's like a oh, duh. And at another level, it's like, whoa, that's pretty profound. And if I start to think about when I'm in a meeting, if I'm paying attention to my intention to be present in the meeting, I'm more likely to catch myself off in my head thinking about lunch and, and gently bring my attention back to where I want it to be, which is in this meeting. And, you know, you, you asked about, you know, the, the correlation to the overlap with, with mindfulness for me, there is a significant overlap. You mentioned earlier, you said, you know, the, the, the importance of being present and that is a big piece of managing attention. And by the way, I'm, I'm not sure your experience, but being present is really hard. Um, and, and it takes energy, it takes effort, but it's doable. And, and so the idea is to take steps to be present more often. Um, and and mindfulness is very similar right it's it's thinking about what's going on in the moment being very attentive to it and and what i find john if i'm trying to bring this more broadly to the world to your point earlier about readiness there are many companies as you as you know that are bringing mindfulness in, they're starting to, you know, talk about meditation, the whole nine yards. And that's awesome. And I love it. It's still sort of, to me, the, the pioneers at, at, at a tip of a bell curve. And I think that the more mainstream companies are still a little leery, sounds a little woo woo, little new age, not sure if this really helps. And so for those companies, the idea of managing attention makes way more sense. And in some ways, it's, it's almost a bit of a Trojan horse, I'm I'm bringing and 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 by the way, if a company says, "Hey, we're into mindfulness," great. Let's talk about mindfulness. But it's the same ideas around managing your attention. Yeah, yeah. Well, that
0: that's super interesting. Um, I'm also curious about your sense of how this aligns with, you know, there's lots of conversations around growth mindset, um, abundance mindset. Uh, and or the, the connection to neuroplasticity. So, you know, how, how our brain functions in relation to our ongoing development and growth.
1: Um, how, how does the self-coaching idea fit with that? Completely fit, right? <laughs> it, it, it's totally aligned. Uh, both of those topics are included in my my work. I acknowledge the importance of both. And, and on the growth mindset side, we, we talk about the notion that, Effective self-coaching really requires one to embrace a growth mindset and, you know, things like, you know, encourage, you know, seeking out feedback or seeking out challenging opportunities or learning from setbacks, right? And if a person can acknowledge that that in some way, shape, or form that they more identify with a fixed mindset, I avoid getting feedback or I resist feedback or I try to avoid challenging scenarios because I don't want to look like I'm failing. I encourage them to use the self-coaching approach to start to shift towards a growth mindset. And then on the neuroplasticity front, yeah, that's front and center to this work. The The idea that, that we are malleable, that we can change things. So many of us and Are are have this perception about ourselves that we are a certain way. Yes, I interrupt people all the time, but that's just how I am. Can't change it. Can't do anything about it. Okay. Neuroplasticity says different. Uh, And so if this is a change that you aspire to make, neuroplasticity says it's more possible than you thought it was. So why not give it a shot? So very aligned.
0: Yeah, I love that, and you know, it it just really is important for uh, for any of us trying to go through this lifelong journey of personal growth, development, um, and fulfilling our potential. Why would we even bother? Why would we even bother going through all of that? Um, that effort because it is effort. It is hard work. Uh, it is difficult to be mindful. It is difficult difficult to master your attention. Uh, why would we go through all of that if? If, uh, it's, if it's not possible, if, if we're just kind of set and stuck where we're at. And the science says that's not the case, to your point. Uh, we can shift. We can change. Uh, we can change our attitudes. We can change our behaviors. Change is hard, but it is certainly possible. Well, Mike, this has just been a real pleasure. The time has flown by. Um, But I want to be respectful of your time, let you get on with your busy day. But before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, and then give us the final word on self-coaching for today.
1: Yeah, so for getting in touch with me, uh, best place to do that would be my website, which is simply coachyourselfup.com. And on the site, you'll find links to my book, the online program, uh, etc., And, you know, you can follow me on LinkedIn or connect with me on LinkedIn, that's fine as well. And, you know, my final word would be that what I'm hearing sort of goes with the, the last comment that I made around neuroplasticity. What I'm hearing from participants in my program that gets me most excited is that they have, they, they start to have this belief that they can change what they used to perceive as unchangeable. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think I would close there.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected with Mike, find out more about what he can do for you, uh, find out more about self coaching. I think this is a really important thing uh, we can all start embracing. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.